and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Vangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. How are you? So welcome to episode 39 of the Money Magic Podcast. Can you guys believe that we're on episode 39 already? (laughs) Well, we are. And in this podcast, I have a guest, an an incredible guest for you guys. We are in a mastermind together and I've learned about her work in that mastermind and the work she does around... um, pleasure and trauma and just really cool stuff. I'm not the best person to explain what she does, right? So we're about to hear more from her soon. So if you've just joined us, my name is Vangile Makwakwa and I am the founder of Wealthy Money. I help women of color heal ancestral money trauma so that they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income and live their best lives. And I am also the author of Heart, Mind and Money, Using Emotional Intelligence for Financial Success. So without further ado, my guest for today is Casey Aksoy. And I don't know if I'm saying it properly, Casey. I hope I am. That's correct. You said it perfectly. So Casey, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um... Please tell us what you do. So excited to hear about that. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited um, to be here. Um, Yeah, so um, I am a embodiment and postpartum um, coach. And I work with mothers who are, you know, you could be three weeks postpartum, you could be 20 years postpartum. It's really about reconnecting with your body in a sensual and sexual way. Um, 
And it was really inspired from having my son who was 13 months and, um, and feeling going through this period of time, which I'm still kind of going through because I'm still like a year postpartum um, where I just felt deeply disconnected from myself um, and not knowing who I was and this new identity. And so I, it dawned on me, I was like, if I feel this way, someone who's been studying embodiment for years and who is completely connected to my body, um, you know, from head to toe, I can only imagine that there are other um, mothers who are experiencing the same thing. So mm. I, I really, yeah, I really focused on supporting women who are ready to really reclaim their bodies and their sense of self and their sensuality, sexuality. Um, I also am um, working uh, on creating a, well, I have created a workshop, but like a real curriculum that supports birth workers and supporting um, women of color, specifically black women, who mm-hmm. are giving birth because the mortality, mm-hmm. um, the maternal mortality rate in the US is so high. Um, and so just really working with birth workers um, who can you know, really support these mothers and the, the children that they bring into the world. So that's mm-hmm. a little bit about me and like what I do. Wow, where do I even start? Okay, so let's start with what I know most people are wondering. What is embodiment? Like, I hear you talk about studying embodiment. What is embodiment? What, how does one study embodiment? Yeah, (laughs) so um, the tradition that I have been studying over like the past, six, five, six years has been Tantra and Taoism. And um, what I have found through these two lineages uh, for me is that it has allowed me to really live in my entire body instead of in my head. Um, a A lot of us walk around living in our thoughts and our mind and like reliving patterns and reliving stories that we've been telling ourselves for years and years. And Mm -hmm. when we drop into our entire bodies, which is kind of like, sounds like a crazy idea is like, how do you drop into your body? But like Mm -hmm. drop into the sensations that you feel in your body. So Mm -hmm. um, it could be as simple um, as, feeling your your butt in your seat and like how it supports you, your feet on the ground and how the, you know, how it feels to be supported by Mm -hmm. the floor. Um, It can be in like a really strong touch that you give yourself or someone else gives you and really waking the body up because we have a tendency to numb it out, um, whether it's with overstimulation through like overworking or too much caffeine or too much alcohol or, you know, recreational drugs or even 
um, you know, um, you could like, you could be addicted to shopping, like anything that's going to cause you to like check out and live outside of your experience, your bodily experience. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, and that's the thing is like, you can do things in like an embodied way. So like you can watch Netflix and do it in a way that is like nourishing and recharging, right? Like you can intentionally choose your show that you're going to watch. You can like set up your space. So it's super cozy and it feels like nice and safe mm -hmm. for you. And you're like, okay, I'm going to eat my popcorn instead of like mind mindlessly going through the motions of like, you know, mm -hmm. this is a, like, this is what I do. I come home, I like cook dinner and then I watch Netflix and then I go to bed. Um, it's about bringing your whole self into, into the process, whatever, whatever it is. And so, um, whenever I work with a client who doesn't really, who's disconnected from their bodies, not even sure where to begin to connect to their bodies, I always start with just a simple body scan, which I just did um a few seconds ago where it's like you know feel your back on your you know on your seat feel your butt on your seat feel the um the the material that the seat is made out of with your hands and mm -hmm. and just really getting intentional with like what you're physically feeling and then mm -hmm. slowly you start to go into like what you're internally feeling with your sensations in your body. And why is this important? I mean, like I talk a lot about being in your body, working with the body, the body never lies, etc. And I know people that have been following this podcast have heard like guests talk about the body and all that. But why do you think it's important to be in your body? What? Like you just woke up one day and you're like, I'm going to take this embodiment journey. Yeah. What got you started? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I was really depressed, like really, really depressed. Um, this was probably like maybe six, seven years ago, almost seven years ago, I was really finding myself at a crossroads where I, you know, I was married, but my relationship wasn't where I wanted it to be. I wasn't working at a job that I wanted to work at. Um, I didn't really see a future for myself and like, mm -hmm. like work-wise, relationship-wise, um, even relationship with myself. Like, I just really didn't like who I was. Um, and I just felt so depressed. And I came, I remember I was actually in Turkey and um, I was on the beach at like this beautiful hotel and I was just like, why do I feel this way? Like on the outside, it looks like everything is fine and everything is going well. But inside, I just feel just so sad and disconnected from everything. Mm -hmm. And so I got to this point where I realized I was at a crossroads where it's like I was going to continue going down the path I was going down. Mm -hmm. and I was going to continue to be depressed or I was going to choose life and mm -hmm. I was like you know what I've been doing this other thing for a really long time 
I choose to live and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that feels like, but I'm just going to live my life and like see where that takes me. And yeah, thank you. Yeah. It was a really powerful moment where it was, it was just like a choice that I made in that moment. And I remember the first thing I did was email a friend who had asked me to do something that I really didn't want to do, but I didn't know how to powerfully say no. And I remember writing her an email and being like, you know what, I would really love to support you with this, but I'm just not in the space to really be present and support you in what you're doing. And she wrote back and she was like, that's okay, cool. And I was like, oh. And that was kind of like this moment of like, oh, I don't have to like people please. like in order for people to like me (laughs) yes that's such a powerful one so the episode before you we're talking about how to turn down money how to turn down people who are asking us for money how to say no to people when you're like no I'm not going to help you, but also, and even if you're being guilt-tripped about helping someone else, you know? So that was to me, guys, in episode 38. So I love how this is coming right onto that and linking up to that. So wow, she was okay with your no, and you're like, this is amazing. And then? And then, um, And then I was like, okay, so like, what do I, like, what do I do? Because I wasn't really into like spiritual stuff or embodiment stuff. Like it just, you know, I was just like not connected to that. But then all of a sudden it's like all these different like teachers and books were coming my way, like Danielle Laporte and um, Gabrielle Bernstein and um, Marianne Williamson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so all these different teachers. And then this woman who, um, her name is, uh, Regina Thumhauser, who is, um, Mama Gina. And, um, yeah. And so like, Pussy Reclamation. yeah, Pussy Reclamation and all about like, you know, connecting to your pussy as like a, a place yeah. of power. And I was yeah. just like. I was like, hmm. So I looked at her virtual boot camp and I was like, no, this isn't really for me. But then because I signed up for her virtual boot camp, I got a newsletter with like an invitation to come to like a free weekend in New York, which is where I was living at the time, to come yeah. to like her like a like a live event, like this huge live event. So I was like, okay, I sign up for it. I was like, it's free. I end up going and it was like a aha moment for me. And it wasn't just about like, you know, pussy reclamation or like connecting to your pussy. It was more of like, a, whoa, your whole body can like come online. And like, I don't have to just live in my thoughts and my head and my mind. And honestly, that was my first connection to embodiment and like being being fully alive through your body. And going back to your question of why that's important, when I connected for my body, I was able to feel like the sensations of like, like of my emotions and be able to like slow myself down. So like um, tying into money, 
me and my husband would have these conversations about money all the time. It would always come up because like we were a young, young married couple. We didn't have much money at the time and I wasn't working full time. And so that was like a real, um, that was a real issue that kind of was hurting our relationship at the time. And because um, there were like expectations from his side that weren't being met. And I didn't know how to meet those expectations at the time or those needs at the time. And so I felt like I wasn't enough and I felt worthless in the relationship because I didn't feel like I was bringing anything to it because I wasn't bringing anything monetarily to it. Mm, um, so powerful that you said that because, oh my gosh, this is what I was discussing. So I have a mastermind group, which is called the Next Level You Mastermind um, mm-hmm. for Wealthy Money that I started. And we were just discussing this on WhatsApp today about this whole idea that like, most times as women, especially women of color, we don't feel like we bring anything of so-called value because men are walking around like you've got all these things on social media. Like, what do you bring to the table? What do you bring to the table? You know, so we don't feel like we bring anything of value if we don't do bring anything monetary to the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. no, completely, completely. And I think the turning point for me was being able to start to really recognize how these conversations were making me feel because before I was just reacting. So we would start having a conversation about money and I'd just start crying, like crying because all of my, those feelings of feeling worthless and not enough were like coming up for me, but I didn't know, I didn't like know how to articulate that. And so I'd start crying, he'd get like mad, we'd have a fight, we'd stop talking and then things would be pushed under the rug like nothing happened. But then when I start to do this embodiment work, I was able to be like, wait, hold on. I feel something happening inside of my body whenever we talk about money, whenever we have these conversations about money, like I feel like a lump in my throat, I feel like, you know, like my stomach churning. And then I, my reaction to that, to like kind of release the, the, the pressure that's building in my body is to cry, you know, mm. it's to like release it. But so how I, that you didn't just go straight to crying? Like you didn't just go, oh, I always, every time I we talk about money I cry you were able to feel all those emotions in the body which by the way is the essence of what wealthy money teaches it's about getting into the body when dealing with money but continue I'm so excited and so and so I um yeah I I would be able to stop the conversation and I'd be like you know what yeah and like because before I wouldn't, I didn't have this to articulate. So um, Mm. the conversation would just spiral out of control. So I would stop the conversation and I would tell him, I would say something you said triggered something inside of me. I really need to walk away and like Mm. just take a moment for myself and then I can come back and we can finish this conversation. And at first he was like, 
what is like what is this <laughs> what is happening I like, what was his reaction what the hell is going on here um and so um yeah I but I would always be able to walk away and then I'd come back and I um would be able to finish the conversation and like really finish it in a powerful way and the more that I practiced it, this the more like it shortened like so I wouldn't I get, it got to the point like where I didn't need to walk away anymore. Mm-hmm. I was able to like hold my nervous system and like listen with my body and be like, okay, my nervous system is just not comfortable having these conversations. That's what's mm-hmm. happening. So I need to really work with my nervous system to know that like many conversations are safe. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I was little, you know, asking for what I wanted or asking for what I needed from, you know, my parents who could sometimes meet my needs or my wants. Most of the time they couldn't um, because the resources just weren't there. Um, Sometimes I was met with like anger because not because they were angry with me, but because they were angry that they couldn't meet my need or my want. And so I felt like that was just playing out in my relationship with, with my husband. So now whenever we talk about money, I feel like I can actually be a part of the conversation. Mm. And um, because it doesn't trigger an emotion um, of like worthlessness or I'm not enough or I'm not bringing enough to the table. So therefore I'm not giving to the relationship. It's like, yeah. no, I'm actually a part of this conversation when it comes to our money, our finances, our portfolio, you know, our financial portfolio. Um, and, you know, sometimes the conversations are like fine. Sometimes they're, you know, they're a little tense because it's like we spent too much money this month. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, how are we going to do better next time? Um, but it definitely, it's, I feel so much more powerful around those conversations and it's just keeps getting better and better and better. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I feel like that's a huge part of how like embodiment um, has played a huge role in, you know, healing, continuing to heal my relationship with money and also um, healing my relationship with money inside the container of my ma- my marriage. Um, it's been a huge one. You know what? I feel like I should just title this how to heal your relationship with money in a in marriage. <laughs> what you've just given us is so, is so powerful. I mean, like literally you've just broken down what I teach, you know, about money, which is like the body never lies, go into your body, um, work with the body, feel your emotions, come back, work on the nervous system. Now, I know that you use a lot of pleasure around um, calming the nervous system. Can you please talk to us about that? Because, you know, when we think of healing, we either, I think we go to extremes. We think it's either the hardcore stuff that all you do is feel your emotions or like the 
Oh, all it is, is just like the play, play, play. Let's ignore all the getting into the icky emotions and the nervous system. But what I love about you, and this again is what, what wealthy money is all about and what we believe is that like you do the healing work, but that pleasure is so important. But you are like literally queen of pleasure. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not knowing you, you are, even though I use some of the tools in, the, in my courses and coaching. But please talk to us about pleasure and the importance of pleasure in healing our nervous systems. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny because I used to be the person that was like, I'm going to go as deep in as possible. I'm going to heal all the things and it's going to be hard, but it's going to be okay. And, you know, I'm going to cry and scream and just be in agony all the time. And I thought that was the path to healing. It's like, it's almost like I, my thing was, I wanted to show the universe that I've got this, that the more I struggle, the more I'll be given. And also, um, I didn't grow up in um, in a religious household, like everyone listening to us knows this, right? But, oh, well, most people, if you've just started listening. So I didn't grow up with the context of like going to Sunday school or going to church on Sundays. I actually don't know that, right? Like I don't know that culture at all. But um, I did grow up, like all of us, in a society that tells us it's always like before you reach your breakthrough, you have the hardest of the hardest of everything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I used to believe that the harder it gets, the more phenomenal the breakthrough would be. And I think when I was extremely depressed, it cured me of that belief because I was like, it's been hard for two years. It's not letting up. What the heck? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. My thing, that's when I gave up on that belief. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's funny. I gave up on that belief after I gave, just honestly, like recently after I gave birth to my son, um, yeah. because like people would be like, you know, pleasure is a path towards healing. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't understand that. Like, just give me the pain. And like, I have no doubt it's going to pay off. And when I had my son, um, I, you know, it's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, just a lot. And I, I had a medical emergency. I had postpartum, uh, um, yeah, postpartum preeclampsia oh after, yeah, four days I gave, after I gave birth, I had to go back to the hospital. Um, and I was diagnosed with postpartum preeclampsia. And I just remember thinking like, um, I'm a black woman in the United States. And even though I'm in like a really nice posh hospital, it doesn't matter. There's still a chance that I could like die, you know, like of, of this. And so it was a real turning point for me in the sense that when I got home, I was healing from a cesarean. I'm healing from postpartum preeclampsia. I have a newborn. Um, I, I have, you know, hormonal imbalance. So I have, um, I was having postpartum anxiety. I had baby blues and I just was just like, I, my equilibrium was just completely off. And 
I remember just having this moment of like, all right, things are not sustainable right now. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to lose it. What can I do to just inject a little bit of pleasure into my day? It doesn't Mm -hmm. have to be big. It doesn't have to be like this huge, you know, like practice because I don't have time for that. Like I just need like little small things. So um, for me, it it started like taking a shower. So when I took a shower, I really just luxuriated in the water falling on my skin and just feeling like when I was like, you know, clean myself, just like really focusing on the ritualistic part of like bathing and cleansing and releasing. Mm-hmm. And, and like, when I would lotion my body, I made sure it was like lotion that smelled really nice. And that brought me pleasure and, you know, made me smile. And I would like, you know, rub my skin with that lotion and just like really paying attention with a Um, to the sensations of my fingers and my hands like on my skin and the lotion going into my skin and just breathing in pleasure. Um, I would do, um, you know, like a breast massage and which is just super nourishing nourishing and um, heart opening. Um, And so it just like really focusing on the sensation of like touching my breast in like a really loving, sensual way. And then um, I would, um, you know, listen whenever he was sleeping, I would, and I was doing the dishes or something, I would, um, you know, listen to music and I would dance and like move my body and feel like how my hips were moving, how my like my neck and my my shoulders were moving and my arms were moving and like really feeling into like this moment of just pleasure of having a moment to myself to to like to 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 feel like you're doing an activity that really brought me joy um and as I really start to implement just moments of pleasure what came up for me was I was like, oh, my definition of pleasure is play with presence. So Mm -hmm. like play. Play with presence. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I feel like pleasure can get lost sometimes. Like it's like if you practice pleasure, it has to be expensive. It has to be like this thing that you plan and you plan and then you experience and um which I see how pleasure can feel like it's unattainable like Mm -hmm. it's not accessible and especially Mm -hmm. if you may not have the, the the resources to do something like grandiose uh for yourself you're just like oh I can't experience pleasure But the more that I practice pleasure, I find that it's a way of being. It's Mm -hmm. a way of being inside of your body. So when I realized for me, pleasure is play, um, you know, just enjoying the activity at hand 
and presence, you know, being mindful and conscious of what you're doing. And when those two come together, it's actually a really pleasurable experience. So, um, so you can bring pleasure into, into anything. So like now that my son is like walking around and I'm running around with him, to me, pleasure has turned into, um, you know, watching him walk and like touch things and learn or like being on the ground with him and rolling around and cuddling with him. And, um, and this going to the nervous system, like this soothes the nervous system. It gives your nervous system the signal of like, things are safe. Like you are safe in your body, you are experiencing safety, which um, I'm working on a program um, for um, postpartum mothers. Um, Please tell us about the program. Yeah, it's called Postpartum Pussy Mother. So tell us about the program and why yeah. postpartum mothers and yeah. why that's important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's uh, called Postpartum Pussy Magic. And um, the reason why I named it that is because it's not just about like connecting to like your genitals. Like to me, pussy is like a energy. It's like a, like a way of, of being. And it's, it has a lot to do with sensuality and sexuality and pleasure and um you know, I've, I had a lot of friends who have had children in this past, um, in 2020. And, um, and then just reading all the statistics around postpartum um, and reading like different Instagram posts, what I'm finding is that like, you know, motherhood is synonymous or parenthood is synonymous with, um, you know, no sleep anxiety being ran down like oh right so <laughs> like you see like, so I did a post on Facebook a few years ago and it literally was maybe like two years ago and I remember one of my cousins commenting like this baby was like all over the mom throughout the morning and throughout the um, evening and it was like this time-lapse video and I was like, oh my gosh, motherhood is so hard. And my, my cousin was like, that mother is not being is not mothering that child. That child is terrorizing the baby. <laughs> that child is terrorizing the mother. I was like, what? I'm like, and she's a mom, right? She's a mom to two. So I'm just like, what is going on? A three at the moment. So I'm just like, what do you mean? You're this mom. She's like, no, I do not have the same kind of dramas whatever you are posting about motherhood I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's like there's this there is this societal like world society it's like the mother has to sacrifice the mother has to like choose between a career and um you know being a, a mother um yeah. the the mother has to do it all and you know, um, part of my pleasure journey as a mother was getting clear about like what I had um, energy for and what I didn't. And mm -hmm. I think I was, I think we were like maybe a month in, um, Arda was a month and I was like, nope, we need a schedule. 
we need a schedule that is like, I have him for this many hours. My husband has him for this many hours. And um, I, yeah, I was like, this, this has to happen like now. And this is something that we have to get into practice now because I don't want to look. Yeah, like I don't want to look two years later and I'm like, you know, tired and I have no alone time. And uh, I like, I'm resentful towards my husband. I'm resentful towards my child. Like, I don't, that's not how I want to do this. This is not how we're going to do it. So I made a very um, conscious choice that we were going to, um, you know, it was hard with, it's still hard with COVID um, to kind of create a community. So we had to kind of do it, you know, ourselves and kind of figure out what that looks like. And, mm-hmm. um, and we did, and we did it and we still, we're still doing it and it changes and we have to be flexible, which I'm fine. Um, you know, especially as he gets older, but, um, yeah. And then that I realized that pleasure has to be at the core of like the mothering and parenting experience, because, um, what good am I to my child? If I'm tired, if I'm irritable, if I'm angry, um, if I'm frustrated because that energy, he's going to pick up on it. And, you know, I'm here to, to change ancestral and familial patterns. And, you know, I don't, um, and not to say, like, my mother is an amazing mother. And I know when she raised me and my brother, she did the very best that she could, and then some. But there were moments where I know my mom was just tired and burnt out. And, Um, didn't have the support or the resources that she needed to fill her cup first. So, you know, she, we received the overflow and there's this belief that mothers are the last ones to fill their cup. Mm. And if we're the last ones, most of the time we don't get nothing because there's nothing left over. So I'm here to like, flip that around and be like, no, this is how you fill your cup first. This is how you heal, um, you know, from whatever emotional, physical, spiritual, um, energetic trauma that you experience during birth or during pregnancy. Let's heal that. Um, let's focus on you getting reconnected to your body. Let's get you focused, getting reconnected to your sensuality and your sexuality um, because sexual energy is like probably the most powerful energy that you could possibly tap into. Um, I mean, it creates life. It's super powerful. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really, so when, you know, putting this um, program together, I was really, fo- I really focused on like, first the initiation into motherhood, because it is to me an initiation. 
um, that um, at least in American culture kind of gets overlooked. It's like we put so much focus on the pregnancy and like, you know, like, oh, the pregnant woman is so beautiful and this and that. And then once, you know, um, you know, the, the woman gives birth or the birthing person gives birth, then it's like, um, all right, good luck. <laughs> like, you know? right? I'm like, I'm I, like no. I think one of the things that I noticed living in the US is also that like when I was living out there is that when a woman is pregnant, in South Africa, usually your mother or your mother-in-law would move in for a short while and help, or your sister or an aunt would help because obviously you've just given birth. You can't be expected to cook, to walk around, to do all these things. So they come and they become the other pair of hands together with your significant other. Um, so I find it very interesting that that wasn't the case. You literally go home to a house where it's you and your husband and a little baby, like a little human. <laughs> so that was that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and then like your your mother-in-law might come for like a week, your mom might come for like a week. And yeah, I was so blessed that my mom and my stepdad, my mom came for a month okay. and my stepdad came for um, a week. And he probably would have came for longer if work permitted. <laughs> but, um, and then also my husband's cousin and his wife lived in the same apartment complex as us. Um, mm. So we did have like this, you know, when I came home from the hospital the second time, um, my mom was here and, you know, um, it was, it was really nice to have her presence in the home um, and have her her help and her her know-how because I was like I don't nothing about having a newborn <laughs> this is my first time um, so so yeah I I really have this deep desire to really reframe what is possible um, after after you give birth then that it is this sacred initiation to raise um, to raise a human. And mm. if the mother is like filled and is feeling good and is supported and in pleasure, like, can you imagine the children that we're like, we have, raised? Have words that go hand in hand, like what? Postpartum, a year later, you're thinking about pleasure. No, sis, you should be. I'm overworked, sleep deprived, because that's the narrative, right? You should be sleep deprived, overworked, like just not be able to find your glasses on your own head <laughs> type of vibe. That is what's taught to us. So mm -hmm. Casey, tell us just a little bit more about this program. How can people enroll? And also how do people find you? So yeah, that is also yeah. my last question into that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so the, the program is going to launch in November and you can, um, yeah, I'm still, I'm in the process of like redoing a lot of things for my business because I've gotten like really honed in on um, what I want to offer, who I want to serve and 
Um, and it just feels so, so good and aligned with like, you know, who I am as a person and what I want to bring into this world. So the program is going to be, yeah, it just feels so good. And I have the of uh, watching you work through this. Uh, so guys, we're, uh, Casey and I are in uh, Lisa Jen and Young's Mastermind. It's called the All Access Mastermind. And it's just been so beautiful to watch. I guess everyone come into their own and discover themselves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's been an amazing journey. And um, so yeah, the program will launch in November. Um, you can find me on sorry you can find me on instagram um that's where i usually do everything um uh -huh. and so it's at wild sexy free is my instagram handle and um and yeah you can find out more about me and my work and also i'll be kind of highlighting this program um coming up in the next in the next month can people get on a waiting list as they are waiting for the program to start in november yeah so um i don't have like an official wait list yet um and i'm all about like directly connecting with people um okay. and so you're more than welcome if you're interested in learning more about the program um, just to just DM me and um, we can either correspond in Instagram or, um, you know, I'll give you my work email and we can correspond there. Um, so I'm, I'm personally all about connecting directly with people because I like to know like <laughs> that I'm talking, it, it feels good to be like talking with another human um and so yeah that's how that's really how you can connect with me right now is through instagram and just you know direct messaging me oh wow so casey thank you so much i really want to just say like i hope that within the program there's also just a segment around talking about money and obviously there'll be a lot around navigating for you like negotiating for yourself in relationships, but just being able to talk about money in marriages and in relationships for mothers. I just think this, what you've just described is so powerful and so amazing. Like, I know what that's like trying to discuss money in relationships. Um, and I don't know much about pregnancy yet, but I know that there'll be resources for me because of women like you who are making these resources available. So. For example, now I know when I'm a mom, I don't have to have the baby all the time. I can be like here, significant. <laughs> <laughs> so deeply appreciate this. Thank you for coming to chat with me and to share with all of us your incredible knowledge. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure having this conversation and yeah.
Yeah. And Money Magicians, I hope you enjoyed this. If you did, please go to iTunes under the Money Magic Podcast, leave us a five-star rating and leave us a review. Leave us a comment on iTunes, right? Telling us what you love about the show and how much you love it. Leave us a comment on Podbean. And as usual, thank you for the comments on YouTube. Please keep leaving them. And please do reach out to Casey. She does incredible work. Um, And I'm sure that you guys are able to feel her spirit if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're listening on any other platform. It has been a pleasure hanging out with you guys. I will see you guys in next week's episode. Have a fantastic day or evening wherever you are. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.